0: What's up, it's your pal Wenchikistoticus and this is The Bar Is Low. Every episode we take a look at a fanfiction or a collection of fanfictions and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly... They're bad. Today I want to talk about a fic that's been on my list for a while. It's gotten a lot of attention, hundreds of bookmarks, kudos, and comments. It's an AU where Zuko got kidnapped when he was five years old and he grows up in a brothel in Ba Sing Se. eventually shows up, gets involved, and busts him out of there. As you may have guessed, this is going to have a pretty high fucked up a meter rating. I'm giving it the full 10 out of 10 for the main character being an underage prostitute and there's some non-con brainwashing and violence. This is a long fic, but I don't want it to be a long episode, so I'm going to do things a little bit differently today. I'm going to try to keep the summary portion relatively concise, not go into as much detail as usual, and I want to spend a little more time doing analysis and assessing certain aspects of this. I'll tell you right now, though, this fic was never finished, so that's unfortunate fortunate, but there's more than enough content for us to talk about. I want to preface this summary by discussing the main ship in the fic, Zuko and Hakoda. The first question is, of all the people you could ship with Zuko, why Hakoda? And if you need a reminder on who Hakoda is because you aren't as into Avatar Dills as I am, he's Sokka and Katara's dad. He's not a very fleshed out character because he just doesn't get that much screen time, but he's shown as a really caring guy who really loves his family. He's a healthy father figure. Zuko, as we all, know has daddy issues but in this fic he doesn't even have a dad or a mom or even Iroh to fill that gap. The closest thing to a parent he's had growing up is his boss at the brothel. He's basically an orphan. So the prompt for this fic was to write about Zuko growing up in a whorehouse but why have Hakoda, of all the characters, visit him? And you can get answers to this question, I think, by looking specifically at the first chapter. This was originally intended to be a one-shot, but it turned into something much bigger, which that keeps happening to me too. Oh my god, bro. So I think the reason for Hakoda being one of the main characters is that as an adult, he asks the right questions about Zuko. He has the right moral qualms about seeing a kid in a horror house as opposed to say if this was, I don't know, a Sokka or Zuko fic and Sokka were the one visiting a brothel in bossing Say, I mean, maybe that could work too, but seeing things with the perspective of a mature adult is not what we're used to in Avatar. It allows things to be more adult and more R-rated and it allows us a deeper understanding of their world. Obviously, Avatar is already really good with world building, but they're able to add in these darker aspects and explore the seedier side Bossing say and let us see the deadlier, more violent side of the war. They also added some really sad, depressing ass details about Zuko's life as a whore that I'll talk about as we go on. They just made me go oof. So I don't know, maybe that's why Hakoda, maybe I'm looking too far into it, though maybe it's not actually that deep. Maybe the right question is why not Hakota? Maybe this author just likes him. I like him. Why wouldn't you like him? He's a good guy. So what we have walking into this whorehouse is a father who misses his kids. There's a natural connection there where Koda feels obligated to help out a boy in need. Contrasting their sort of father-son bond is the inherent sexuality of Zuko's job. Hakoda wants to fuck this kid because he's attractive and a whore who knows how to seduce a motherfucker, so we do get to see a bit of a darker side to Hakoda when where he's, well, fucking a teenager and one where he's killing people at war without much thought or remorse. What they did with his character did feel pretty natural because even when he does do these darker things, it's out of love, which is in line with what we see of him in canon. He fucks Zuko because Zuko wants him and he kills to defend the world from the threat of the Fire Nation but, y- you know, you do get desensitized to the horrors of war after a while I suppose. I wouldn't know. I've never been in a war but, yeah, I, I guess killing just gets easier after a while. <laughs> Overall, the relationship is shown as kind of morally ambiguous but it's a positive force in Zuko's life because is really the first person to treat him like a human and not just a cum dumpster or a product to be sold and then he's the one to get Zuko out of his situation and give him a place to stay afterwards. Hakoda struggles with his attraction, but eventually he gives into it. I would characterize what they have as sort of a father-son bond, but horny. Very horny. I think Zuko sees it as more romantic than Hakoda does. This author is very good about describing characters' dilemmas and emotions in this way, and we'll see more of that as we get into the fic, which I think we should do now. So we begin with Hakoda and his Water Tribe warriors in the lower ring of Ba Sing Se before they move on to Chameleon Bay, which is where they made their first appearance in the show. One of the Water Tribe guys is really excited to bring Hakoda to the brothel, but Hakoda's not feeling great about that. But the guy's like, well, okay, if you don't want to fuck them, then you should just get a massage. I recommend this one specific guy, Lee, that I had. And, uh, so yeah, Zuko shows up. He doesn't go by Zuko in this fic, though. His name is Lee, and I'll be calling him by those two names interchangeably throughout the episode. And his nickname in the horn. Horror- house. Oof. His nickname is Prince because he looks Fire Nation and when people fuck him they like to pretend that he's the missing prince in this AU because it gives them like catharsis to Think that they're getting revenge against the Fire Nation. Wow, that's fucked up already. Oh, sweet. And Lee doesn't know that he's Fire Nation. He thinks he's an orphan whose mother might have been raped by a Fire Nation soldier. And that's why he's like that. Now, maybe you're thinking, hey, Wenchikistoticus, you said he was five when he was kidnapped in this little AU. I can remember stuff that happened to me when I was five years old. What's up with him? Well, we'll get back to that. Here's a hint. The Dailer are a bunch of sneaky brainwashing bastards you might also be thinking, hey, when he was in Ba Sing Se during the show, no one thought he was Fire Nation. Well, except for Jet, of course. But how come it's so obvious here? And I don't have an answer for that. That is the minor complaints I have with this fic. So Koda shows up, he sees Zuko for the first time, and he's like, damn, this kid's spicy. But also, yeah, he's just a kid. He's 16. And obviously, he's not the same Zuko we all know and love. Instead of having the social skills of a toaster. He's a skilled seducer and he's still an angry little shit with a temper though. I think they pulled a nice balance between changing the parts of Zuko that would have been different due to his upbringing while also keeping his angsty teenage essence. But yeah, he is a very different person than we're used to. Hakoda's upset by this whole situation that Zuko is a baby but he keeps getting fucked by horrible men who want to use him and he wants to protect him but he's also thirsting really hard because it's an erotic massage and Lee is trying to push it further but somehow, somehow Hakoda holds off. There's a lot of internal battle between him wanting to bone Zuko and him thinking like, hey uh, this guy's barely older than my children, he's also a prostitute and probably doesn't want me to actually fuck him it's just an act he has to put on for money and Zuko actually gets offended that Hakoda won't fuck him and he tells him to fuck off. Cause what's Hakoda's deal? He thinks he has some sort of moral high ground because he won't fuck a prostitute and Zuko doesn't want to be pitied at the end of the chapter we get to see Fang, and we learn that he's the one who plays Zuko in the brothel cuz goddamn that's just unnecessarily cruel. Fuck dude I get that he's in from an enemy nation but he's also just a little boy why did you do this to him? And he also knows that Zuko goes around the lower ring doling out vigilante justice cuz he's the blue spirit in this universe too and he just lets it happen he doesn't see as much of a problem and Zuko also knows that he's a firebender but Long Fang has a way of taking care of that shit later, as we'll see. Hakoda shows up again to see him, and there's another. Oh, oh, this this part was fucked up. There's another small window into Zuko's just really just screwed up life when Hakoda brings out this water tribe knife that he's gonna give to him, and Zuko just starts yelling about how it's gonna cost extra to cut him in bed, and he's, he's like not allowed to get blood on the sheets or leave scars on the merchandise. Man, wow, capitalism is the best economic system. <laughs> valuing profits and property over human well-being is so based but zuko it does accept the knife even though he already has his swords and his firebending. The next time they meet though koda just wants to take him out to lunch all the other hoes are teasing lee about how romantic his and dakota's little dates are and they can't believe that dakota hasn't fucked him yet all he ever asks for is a kiss Cause after Zuko and Hakoda start going out, it's harder for Lee to go back to just fucking regular clients. Like he gets a visitor and he's like, Oh, I hope it's the water chieftain but it's not. It's a fucking dialy agent who's there to brainwash him and also face fuck him. Cause you know while you're at it, you might as well abuse your power, but Hakoda does happen to drop by during this visit and when the host tells him what's going on and how badly the dialy visits affect Zuko. And Hakoda just be like Shrek when the body of the somebody once told me plays and he runs into that room and smashes down the door and he finds Zuko curled up naked on the floor repeating my name is Lee I'm a whore at the whore house this is the only life I've ever known just over and over to himself in some sort of trance and Dakota's like "That's uh, this is weird huh? I wonder what this could be about uh, and this is when he decides he needs to get Zuko the hell out of there he doesn't do it right away or anything but that is the end goal. Once Zuko wakes up, he's very embarrassed that Hakoda even saw him like that, all out of control and undignified. And he's like, I'm not a victim. And if he ever thinks I am, he will never treat me with respect. But Hakoda's like, it's all right, son. I'm here now. And the brainwashing isn't really very effective because he remembers he's a bender like right away. I don't know, maybe the dialy need to step up their brainwashing methods because that didn't work. (laughs) Can I call it plot convenience or do the dialy really just suck that much? Then guess what guys we get to meet Iroh. He's just walking along when someone tries to rob him but blue spirit Zuko swings by and just yeets that motherfucker. Also Iroh can like sense other firebenders and he senses that the blue spirit is a firebender. I I don't know I guess they add that Normally, using fanfiction to flesh out worldbuilding is very sexy, but I feel that this was unnecessary because, first of all, Avatar already does a good job with the worldbuilding and this doesn't really apply to what I said about showing us a darker side of their universe, and second, this does seem kind of like plot convenience. And Iroh also senses a third firebender, and we will get back to that too. It's not Azula, by the way. And it's not Aang either. So Lee gets to meet Iroh. He's at the tea shop, not really wanting to go back to work, and he's just sitting there with his tea and he heats it up because no one's going to notice, right? Oh man, I wanted Jet to burst through the door like somebody is fire bending in here. I will not stop making smash mouth jokes, by the way. The smash mouth jokes start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and you hit the ground running, but that does not happen, which is good because fuck. The- <sighs> Fuck, I can't stand Jet. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Iroh does approach Zuko and he's like, Hey, what's up, kid? You look troubled. So there was this guy in a blue mask who helped me out the other day. You heard of him? I was hoping I could invite him over for as much free tea as he wants. And Zuko gets this warm, fuzzy feeling and he's like, I bet this is what having a grandfather feels like. But then there's this uncomfortable moment where Iroh asks him what a handsome young man such as himself is doing all alone and if he's perhaps waiting for a lady friend. And Zuko's like, Oh, I see he wants to fuck me so he he starts putting on his seducer act but Iroh's like oh my god no that's not what I meant look you guys look you guys I've seen porn where Iroh and Zuko fuck it's it's worse than your regular incest porn because it ruins something so wholesome if you don't believe me check episodes 18 and 36 I'm just glad I don't have to add anything to that list today and then it jumps back to Iroh's perspective and he's thinking god damn holy shit it's Prince Zuko. But then his boss at the shop is like, you better not associate with his kind. He's a whore. And Irons, he doesn't take it well. Meanwhile, Hakoda gets visited by a friendly Dai Li agent who agrees with him that Zuko needs to be freed because he is a very special boy. I need to stop saying special boy. It's all Kyle Ron's fault. The agent has also been subjected to some Dai Li brainwashing and he's recovering his own memories. This is the third firebender from earlier and it's Lu Ten. He's alive. And they're going to get Iroh in on this plan too, but they can't tell Zuko the truth about his identity yet. The next time Hakoda goes to the whorehouse, he pays to have Zuko the whole night. And Zuko's boss is like, bitch, you'd better fuck him this time because he's ruining your ability to do your job. Like, gotta ask though, where is Hakoda getting all this money? Like, it's real sugar daddy hours. Zuko's very sad, though, that his boss is trying to drive away the only person who thinks of him as a human instead of as an ass in a mouth, and he wants to yell at her, but he doesn't. He takes Dakota like, to the firelight fountain to be romantic, and they have a little scene on the rooftops where they're just looking out over the city, and it's cute, and while they're there, he talks with Dakota about how he's never been in love before, even though he's fucked more people than he can count, but he did have a crush once on an older man named Yao because they started him as a whore when he was 14, but he had to have some practical skills going in. So Yao was the guy who trained little 13-year-old Zuko. Yikes. And now Zuko's starting to feel similar things for Okoda. And he tells him that his boss just told him to just fuck him or, or get out. And so they do go back to the brothel and they have sex. It's not a badly written scene. And you know you know how fucking rare it is that I compliment these. And I think the slow burn makes it that much better. Like, call me a little bitch, but I like porn with feelings. I like them finally giving in to the law. Longing. It's it's nice, but there is this one moment where Zuko says, take off your clothes, chief and it's just funny to me because like chief is what you call a kid as a as a nickname like like nice job champ or a great going sport. so it just comes off as something much less sexual than it is like, like a, a doctor examining a patient or something like take off your clothes chief i gotta examine your penis but other than that i don't really have any complaints it was actually yeah it's not bad um And even though Okoto's like, yeah, this is a boy, this is a a child, they have sex. Uh, Okoto wants to make him feel good because Lee actually does enjoy sex when it's with someone he likes. And after they're done, Lee confesses to being the blue spirit and doing his little vigilante justice side quests. He wants to help out in the war effort though, but street fighting in the lower ring is his only combat experience. And Okoto's just like, oh baby, you're so sweet, that's so cute. What a special boy. That wasn't me saying special boy this time, it was the fix believe it believe it and he offers to let Zuko into the water tribe and the next morning Koda wakes up to see the meditating and firebending and he's like I should have figured out that he was a bender already but he isn't angry he still wants to bring him in to the water tribe and the other guys just have to agree to it Hakoda does start suspecting here that Zuko is the missing prince, though, but they only have circumstantial evidence. He tries to convince the tribe to take him in, and they have a vote. Some people think he might be a spy, but they end up letting him in, and he will no longer be a whore. Meanwhile, got hit with the feels, bitch. Lieutenant is reuniting with his dad, who thought he was dead. Oh, they didn't actually show us the tearful reunion scene, which is probably for the best but they do get to plot what they're going to do about getting themselves and Zuko out of the city and to the Water Tribe and then getting even with Long Fang. Oh my god, gotta, gotta think about that too. Gotta yeet that bastard. Later that day, Zuko's on a job at the Upper Ring and he's having trouble faking interest in clients ever since Hakoda started treating him with basic human decency. But this call specifically was supposed to be just one guy. But <laughs> this kid he brought like 10 of his friends along and Zuko's like whoa there guys I didn't sign up for a gangbang and the guy's friends are like bro, I'm not gay, why couldn't we have gotten a lady whore? They're all uncomfortable. But the kid tries to pressure him into it, but Zuko snaps. He punches the guy and he just runs the hell out of there. His life as a whore is over now. So he runs to Iroh, who of course gives him shelter while the dailies search for him. And Lieutenant Iroh manage to hand off Zuko to Okoda, and Zuko's buddies at the whorehouse make him a little care package, including his swords, They hand that off to him as well. But the Daily do catch them before they get the chance to escape, and the fight goes down, Zuko straight up murders a motherfucker, just roasts and toasts a man alive. And he's a little freaked out by what he's done, but is like, It's alright, son. That was a very bad man, and also in war you have to murder a fuck ton of people. You'll get used to it if you stay with us. Okay, maybe he isn't so much like that last part, but it's implied. Iroh and Luten do get captured by the Dai Li, but Dakota and Zuko escape, and they make it to the beach where the Water Tribe is, and this part is really wholesome because Zuko gets like 50 new dads and big brothers, and he gets to see the ocean for the first time, and he learns a bunch of new skills, he gets to be part of a community, he's introduced to a whole new way of life, a life without walls all the water tribe guys are so protective of him and he assimilates really well he also just, like tells them all these stories about his time as a prostitute and he teaches them like lowering street slang it's it's a cute part okay it's it's kind of adorable actually <sighs> We also got to remember, though, that this is taking place during the events of the show because some of the other characters are about to make their first appearances. Sokka shows up on Aang's Bison and it makes Suko nervous because, like, what if Sokka doesn't like him or what if he gets mad that Suko fucked his dad? But if Sokka gets mad, Hakoda and the tribe assure him that the consequences will fall on Hakoda, that it isn't his fault if Sokka doesn't take it well. <laughs> their meeting is so awkward because Sokka's like, so i uh, heard about you cool what you did and possibly say well not cool but cool if you chose to do it not if you were forced into it or anything you know what forget it just uh, welcome to the tribe buddy he's so afraid to use the word prostitute too <laughs> so lee just busts out the big old euphemism list here's a quote if you're looking for euphemisms Turtle Duck is a popular one, he offered. Or Chick. Now, Hakoda's son looked vaguely mystified. Really? Lee nodded. Yep. Or Bird. Or Bird Taker for some people. Bunny, too. But if you prefer not to involve animals in this, there's also Rent Boy, Ass Pro, Ass Peddler, Cocktail, Working Boy, Coin Collector, Goofer, Pig Pants, Rum Queen, Stern Wheeler. Now you're just making them up. Nope. Lee shook his head. All true. And Zuko gives Sokka a real anatomy lesson about the Volha for him to use on Suki. So, yeah, these guys are just dicking around at Chameleon Bay, and we get this author's interpretation of what Hakoda and the rest of the water tribe were doing there anyway. And they're guarding it from the Fire Nation because it's a quick way into Ba Sing Se. and we'll come back to that a little bit later. They've spotted some Fire Nation ships, and there's going to be a whole fight scene, but first we have to talk about <laughs> how Sokka's racist against firebenders, which, you know, you can't really blame him for that, but he's just trying to figure out if Lee's going to stab him in the back. And Lee says that he'll never firebend. And again. Oh, because the firebenders are so evil. But then Hakoda's like, Come here, Sokka. I need to talk to you for a moment. You know how much I loved your mother. And Sokka's like, what, What's going on? Is this about how you and Bato have been fucking? Because I already knew about that. But Hakoda tells him that he's banging Mr. Ass Peddler the Fourth. And Sokka's viciously uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> there's this whole line about it's it like in the awkward silence that followed, Aang could have like gone back into the iceberg and de- Defrosted and and he just starts imagining Zuko fucking his dad and he's like, Ah. ah." But then Aang arrives and Sokka goes back with him to the city where Azula's about to do her whole thing. So yeah, the battle. Hakoda wants little baby Zuko to stay back, but Lee's like, I'm a man, chief. Treat me like one, and the tribe is all wolf whistling, like, yeah, tell him baby Zuko, and Hakoda's telling him, like, hey buddy, this is some serious business though kill or be killed so in the heat of the battle zuku realizes that the water tribe has been killing every single fire nation soldier that comes to chameleon bay because if one escapes then the fire nation will learn about the river leading to Bossing say and the war will be over zuko has to firebend to protect the water tribe ships from incoming attacks even though he just swore off firebending forever like i don't know a few minutes ago <laughs> but A firebender soldier sees him and yells at him like, Bitch, why are you aligning yourself with this subhuman scum? And then like an absolute king, Zuko yells, Not my fire lord. This soldier realizes who he is though, so they just have to murder her before she can say anything. Because they still haven't told him. I don't know why it hasn't even occurred to him though. Because he grew up. They were calling him prince. It all fit. So yeah, he's saved all their boats and it's over, but Zuko sees Hakoda all sweaty and covered in blood and he's like, dear god, that's hotter than any fire I felt today. Oh yes, daddy. 3,000% Zuko calls Hakoda daddy in bed. Um, just saying. Hakoda does feel kind of bad that he's just gotten used to murdering bitches left and right though and he doesn't want his kids or Zuko to grow up to be like that. And they decide to induct him into the tribe because he was so brave today. And this part gave me a lot of feelings, okay? They do a whole ceremony and he's like, I have a family now. Oh... And Lee decides that he does want a firebend because the Water Tribe guys are accepting of that part of him too. Meanwhile, Azula, the little psychopath, has a family reunion with Lieutenant Iroh, who are being held by the Dai Li. She throws Katara down in the hold with them too. And not long after, Aang comes along and busts them out, but Bossing says it's done for. Then everyone meets up to try to figure out what's next, and Azula pays the Whorehouse a visit to burn it down with everyone inside because. You know, what else is there to say about her other than she's fucking insane and murderous? Okay, there are a lot of other things to say about her, but that's the first thing that comes to mind, and perhaps the most important. And that's where it left off, with the Water family saying that they'll tell Zuko the truth about himself very soon. So yeah, that's it. Um, I suppose I'll share some of my thoughts. There's the question of where was this fit going? This could have been a real behemoth if they'd kept going with it through to the end of the war, and there's the question of how Zuko would react to learning his true identity and having all this responsibility placed on him as the heir to the throne, and then maybe not wanting to leave his found family to go back to the Fire Nation. A reunion with his immediate family would have been mad spicy, though. I would have liked to see that. I wonder how many of his memories would come back. And especially, I would have liked to see him meet Azula because, first off, they wrote her just super in character just for the few bits she was there. And second, because now her position as the heir is in danger. And you have her, this super ambitious girl, and you have Lee who just wants to vibe. He just wants to, like... Not have to fuck people for money and and hang out with his sugar daddy, and probably not lead the Fire Nation. But I don't know. That would be a way different rivalry than what they have in the show. I think that would be interesting. Also, would like to see how the Earth Kingdom pulled off its initial kidnapping of Zuko in the first place, and why taking you know five year old baby Zuko was a specific thing they chose to do to strike a blow against the Fire Nation. I don't know. Maybe they were going to reveal that later on. Maybe not. And Zuko also has to learn firebending. He hasn't been trained at all. There was a short bit where Iroh suggested that Zuko and Luten go to the Sun Warrior Island because Luten also, his firebending has been locked by the Dai Li brainwashing. So that could have been a thing, buddy trip to the Sun Warrior Island. Uh, Some things that I liked, um, the sex scenes were very sensual. There was little to nothing to roast about them. As you all know, that's quite rare. The Soulburn also helped that along. I really like when they unleash their emotions... When they fuck. That makes it more powerful. They were also really able to flesh out the darker, more adult side of the Avatar universe, obviously with the prostitution bits, but also the stuff about life and crime in the lower ring and the realities of war that involved getting used to murder and and you know, having to kill every Fire Nation soldier who came to the bay in order to protect Bossing Se. And we also got a few scenes of Sokka talking about some more adult stuff and cursing. And he, he's like, Sorry, I've been traveling with a twelve year old, I'm used to censoring myself, so that was kinda of funny. You got to see a different side of him. Uh, they were also able to write the character's emotions and internal dilemmas really well. Just to name a few, Hakoda being torn between his lust and the fact that Zuko's just a kid, and Zuko's struggle with whether or not he wants to firebend, and Zuko having a harder time doing his job once Hakoda starts treating him with basic decency. They kept the character of Zuko fairly intact in spite of his vastly different background. Obviously, he's still got his temper, but he also has the mentality of not wanting to be seen as a victim. But then realizing like, oh, wait, my life does kind of suck and I am a victim. But that's OK, because I have this network of people who now support me unconditionally. And there were some lovely moments like Iru and Luten reuniting and the Water Tribe taking in Lee. That was cute. That, that was straight up cute and we got to see more of the water tribe culture and learn more about the mission they were on which was nice i did have some kind of smaller complaints though it wasn't perfect nothing is i don't understand why bitches would see zuko and be like oh that's one fire nation looking motherfucker but people didn't think that in the show or anything nor do they think that about lieutenant iroh in the fic. Everyone figured out who Zuko was before Zuko himself. Like, everyone knew it. They were—they all- uh, Iro knew it. Luten, Hukoda, Katara, the whole Water Tribe fucking random dying Fire Nation soldier. Like, Zuko grew up getting called Prince. He never fucking figured it out. It's because he's an idiot. He's an idiot. Bless his heart, but he's an idiot. Sure, he was brainwashed by the Daily for his whole childhood, but even after he broke free of that, he was still like, hmm, I'm not even going to entertain the possibility that I might be the missing Prince. I don't know, man, if that was me, I'd be like, hmm, I could be. I know that's probably very irrational, but what if? What if? Let me entertain the possibility lastly you could consider the main pairing to be problematic for sure i mean it's it's a pedophilic oh i'm sorry it's a phibophilia." it's a, it's a relationship that's shown as being largely a positive thing in spite of the large age gap but it was shown to be complex there were nuances and their bond went outside of just sex or even romance like there was more to it there overall though i thought this was done really well they did like a super r-rated version of avatar and they managed to pull it off and i still don't think i can fully judge it because you can't always judge an unfinished work but from what i read i really liked it it was good i I didn't do it justice with this summary because it is nuanced and i didn't cover all the details because i didn't want this episode to be two hours long so i'd recommend checking it out yourself so today we covered lee spelled l-i by Draxy, spelled B R A C Z E. The Bar is Low is on Instagram. You can find us at the Bar is low with an underscore in between each word. Follows, so you'll know what's coming up next. If you have a pick to suggest, feel free to get in contact with me. And if you want to drop a rating or review on iTunes, that'd be real cool. Not gonna beg you for five stars. Give me however many damn stars you think I deserve. As always, I'm your pal Wenchastodicus. This is the Bar is low Thank you for joining me, and that's all for today.